So thank you, high schoolers. Um, I intentionally didn't tell you that we were going to do that beforehand. Um, but I think that's part of how we can care for one another and share the love of Christ with each other. Today we're going to be talking about um, carrying one another's burdens. We're going to kind of take a look at what it means to be part of a Christian community, what it means to identify what burdens um, we ourselves may have or what someone else might be challenged or struggling with. And then we're going to give some practical tips and helps for how you can walk alongside someone um, during a time of their struggles or challenges. Um, we're going to be doing at least one more, what I'm going to call experiential part of worship. We just did that with praying for one another. But I think sometimes we have moments where we might feel uncomfortable sharing our faith with someone else or reaching out to someone else. So the more we can put into practice opportunities to share and to minister with others, the easier it feels and the more comfortable it is. Um, I know for myself, as I've gone through my life, there's times where I've been faced with the situation of trying to help someone else. And one of my favorite prayers is, Dear Lord, help. <laughs> because sometimes it's hard to know exactly what someone else might be struggling with or going through. But if we lean into God and into Christ and into that relationship, God will give us what we need at that moment. Um, maybe some of you have been in a situation where you've been talking with someone who's struggling and you're kind of going, wow, these aren't my words that are coming out of my mouth. These are coming from God because this isn't how I normally talk or words I use, those kind of things. So we're just going to kind of go through and look um, at the themes from Galatians. Those of you that are heading to Lake Beauty, you're going to be spending the next week in your chapel time learning about Christian community. So you guys will probably be more of experts by the time this week is over. You'll be equipped with some of those tools as well. Um, today I'm going to be reading from Galatians chapter 6, verses 2 through 4, and I chose the New Living Translation for these verses because I think as we read these, this kind of grabs my attention a little bit more and makes me go, oh, I haven't thought about things like this. So as we look at our verses today, Galatians chapter 6, verse 2 through 4 says, Share each other's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think that you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. I think a lot of times in life and in our society, we tend to compare ourselves and measure ourselves up to whoever is around us, to whoever we think might have a better life than us or has less 
challenges or burdens that they're facing. And we need to take time to step back and realize that God has created us individually. Um, we all, as we are part of a Christian community, need to come alongside each other and help each other. Um, if we go back into the Bible, we go into Genesis, what happens in Genesis? God creates the earth, the world, the animals, the sea, the waters. He creates man, and then what happens? He creates woman to be with man, okay? So there's that built-in relationship that we all need. Um, a lot of times people might feel like they can do life alone, but that's not how we've been created um, in God's image. We are created to be part of a Christian community. So our job as Christians is to come alongside others and to build one another up and to encourage one another. So part of that is being able to see people who are struggling or who are in need of Jesus, okay? How many of you have been in a group somewhere and you've seen someone that you thought maybe looked like they're lonely, they're struggling, they're by themselves? Have you been able to identify that? That's part of being in the Christian community is having the eyes and the feet of Jesus where we can see some of those needs and we can talk with that person and approach them and help them. Um, our calling is to be friends and family to other people um, when we're part of the Christian community. Um, sometimes that might be easier said than done. Sometimes it might not look the way we want it to look, or it might be a situation where we're not sure what we're getting into or what our role is in helping with that situation. But if we remember as we look at things, God doesn't always call the qualified. He qualifies those that he calls to different situations. So we all have different talents, we all have different skills, we all have different abilities, but God has placed us where he has for that moment, for a time like this. He knows you have what you need to help with that situation, and he will also provide and give you the resources and what you need um, for that situation if you lean into him. So as we start looking more at the Christian community, we know that he's created us to be in community, to help each other, and to allow others to help us. Okay, a lot of us have the Stoic Scandinavian blood in us, and a lot of times, what is an answer you commonly hear if someone says, how are you? Good, or sometimes you might hear, I'm fine. <laughs> okay, whenever I hear I'm fine, I always wonder because I'm not always convinced. So I might ask another follow-up question, but God has not created us to do life alone. He's created us to be in community, to help one another, and to allow others to help us. And a lot of times when we reach out to help someone else, 
Not only is that person blessed, but a lot of times we are blessed as well, okay? Um, our actions do not always have to be big or grand. Sometimes it might be just a small conversation you have with someone um, that encourages them, and you might not be aware of that, okay? So looking at the Christian community, when I look at the Christian community, we often need to remind ourselves that we all struggle. Nobody here on earth is perfect. We're all broken. We're all sinners, and we all struggle. So as I've gotten older and reflect back on life, when I think of Christian community or I think of um, the church and the church body, Sometimes, because I work in healthcare, I like to think of we're kind of more of a hospital type thing. All of us are broken, all of us have our struggles, all of us are stained, um, but we all have the opportunity to come together um, to learn more about God, to build one another up and strengthen one another. So we're going to spend a little time shortly here talking about some of the struggles that are common that individuals may face, and then we're going to go more in depth for what we can do to help. Um, again, as we look at the Christian community, um, because we all are sinners and we all fall short, um, we're all at times broken and we can be insecure. How many of you have ever compared yourself to somebody else? And that's made you kind of go, oh, I don't feel as good about myself as what I should. Um, those are little thoughts that Satan can use to kind of pull us away from God and to cause us to question ourselves. Um, but we know that when we surround ourselves with a Christian community, that we can all build one another up and we can all um, strive and push each other towards Jesus. Um, again, we're all broken. When we look and we start talking more about Christian community, Paul shares in Galatians as he's talking to that Christian community specifically. He writes them a letter and he shares in the end of Galatians that Christian conduct is going to flow naturally from the love that results from our faith in Christ. So we are to love one another and we're to carry one another's burdens. Um, again, like I said, sometimes that's not easy. It can be um, hard. But if we are held in our relationship with Christ and if we are built or within a Christian community, we can allow others to see our brokenness. And a lot of times people who are struggling feel that they're alone or that nobody else understands them. Nobody has experienced what they have. And a lot of times that's not true. People aren't always willing to share their struggles. Um, those of you that have had children, how many of you 
had people that didn't tell you things about parenting until you actually experienced it, and then all of a sudden there's five, ten other people telling you their stories about the same situation, okay? So when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable with one another, we can help encourage and build each other up as well. Um, the cool thing with being in a Christian community is God can use others and give the words that he wants you to hear through other people. And God is the only one that can fully transform you and change your life. So as we're in a Christian community, as we're encouraging others and pushing others to Jesus, we can see how God can transform you and what's happening with you. Um, how many of you have, I'm going to call it an inner circle of friends, if it's a big struggle or something that you're challenged with or you're trying to process, do you have a core group of people that you might ask for advice or ask people to pray for you? Part of what we're challenging you to do is look at who you're surrounding yourself with in your everyday life. Um, are these people that are going to build you up? Are they people who are going to speak truth to you? Are they people who are going to push you to Christ versus away from Christ? So thinking about who you're surrounding yourself with, who speaks biblical truth to you in situations where you might be challenged, um, realizing that Jesus can be the difference for each of us. And sometimes in the Christian community, we become the person who is the hands and feet of Jesus. Or as some people will say, you're the Jesus to me with skin on. You're someone here that they physically can see that you can share the love of Jesus with, you can encourage them and point them in the right direction. So as we start to look forward, something we need to pay attention to as being a body of believers and reaching out to other people um, and sharing the love of Christ is found in Ephesians 4.29. And that says, do not use harmful words, but only helpful words, the kind that build up and provide what is needed so that you will say, so what you say will do good for those who hear you. Um, a lot of times speaking good and positive is hard. Um, I know when I'm at work, I'm usually asked this once a day, why is it easier to think of negative things than positive things? Why do I dwell on the negative versus the positive? I wish I had an answer for that, but all I can say is we're all broken, we're sinners, and sometimes we just dwell in the negative. So when we're working with others, or maybe we're doing... Um, notes to ourselves or reminders to ourselves um, during challenging times, having those positive words or helpful words are going to be beneficial, okay? Um, I know when our family moved back here 11 years ago, 
Um, I had papers on my fridge. I had papers by my window where I washed dishes and in the bathroom reminding me of different things that I was struggling with at that point, okay? We had moved out here. My husband had his job transfer. I knew the kids would be in school, but I was kind of in a season of, okay, what is God calling me to do out here? I'm not feeling a pull in any direction. So I kind of struggled with that. So I had verses reminding me and encouraging me from the Bible of where I'm at, that God is always there. He will provide. And sometimes we might be in a season of waiting, <laughs> which always isn't comfortable as well. So as we learn more about Christian community, it's really important that we use the helpful words that we can to build one another up. But I also think it's important that we use biblical truths when we're talking with other people um, and helping them too. So what I'm gonna whoops. So what I'm gonna do quick here, maybe, um, is this next song is gonna be part of what I want you to listen to the words. You don't have to sing. The words are also written, but I want you just to think about what these words are saying in this song, and then we're going to come back and talk about how we can identify um, struggles as well as what we can do to help build one another up. Number one, you're supposed to have it all together And when they ask how you're doing Just smile and tell them, never better Lot number two, everybody's life is perfect except yours So keep your messes and your wounds And your secrets safe with you behind closed doors Truth be told, the truth is rarely told. I say I'm fine, yeah, I'm fine, oh, I'm fine, hey, I'm fine, but I'm not. I'm broken, and when it's out of control, I say it's under control, but it's not. And you know it, I don't know why it's so hard to admit it. When being honest is the only way to fix it There's no failure, no fall, there's no sin you don't already know So let the truth be told There's a sign on the door, it says come as you are, but I doubt it if we lived like that was true Every Sunday morning pew would be crowded But didn't you say church should look more like a hospital A safe place for the sick The sinner and the scarred and the prodigals Like me Well truth be told The truth is rarely told Says I'm fine, yeah, I'm fine, oh, I'm fine, hey, I'm fine, but I'm 
to that song, we can hear and identify maybe with some of those words or lyrics. Um, so what do we do as an individual with how we can serve one another? Um, one of the first things that we need to recognize is when God sent Jesus down to die on the cross for our sins, Jesus didn't avoid others. Jesus went into the community and he actually walked alongside of other people. Um, he had a core group of his disciples that he was mentoring and training and explaining and teaching to them. But he also walked and addressed people that might have not who probably were not the lovable people in the society. They were people that others maybe scorned or avoided. Um, so one way that we can do this is to go out in our community and be involved in our community. I know some of you yesterday and Friday spent time at Farley Fest um, at the booths giving out water, sharing the love of Christ, giving out information. Um, that's one example of how we can walk in community. Um, each of you has a different group of people that you impact weekly, um, whether it's at work, at home, in your community, in your neighborhood. So get out and reach out to other people. Um, one thing that we need to remember is Jesus is the only one that was perfect while he was on earth. We are all broken, we are all sinners, but God can continue to use us and minister through us. Um, keep in mind, sometimes you might be faced with challenges where you might not want to go out. Um, Jesus probably had the opportunities, just like we did, where he had the right not to go out or to be alone, but he did not choose that. He went out, he reached out, he ministered to those, um, and he has invited all of us to come and to follow him. Um, Jesus knew that he needed to carry the burdens, 
and have the others who follow him as Christians carry one another's burdens. So if we think about it, when Jesus died on the cross, what did he die on the cross for? He died on the cross to forgive each of us our sins. He recognized that we were all hurt, we were broken, and God provided a way for us to enter into personal relationship with him, um, with Jesus dying on the cross and our ability to accept that relationship with Christ. Um, we are not created to do life alone. Um, sometimes we might feel it's easier if I can control this, I can do this, it'll just be easier. Um, but we're not created to do life alone. Um, I know this week I reached out and I had different people praying for me, preparing for this. Um, I reached out and I asked the Montaigne's to help me. Dave helped me with the PowerPoint. Kind of takes a whole community to walk alongside someone. Um, one of the ways I want to use to identify what people might struggle is by using the word stains, okay? We all know what a stain is. Those of you that wash clothes or wear clothes, which is everyone, have probably had different times where you've gotten a stain on your clothes. Sometimes it might be really noticeable, other times it may not be. But each of us has struggled with stains um, in our life. Um, I'm, I think I could confidently say everyone in this room has struggled at least in one of these areas, if not more than two. One of the stains that we all have in life can be secrets, okay? It might be a secret or a lie that we tell of ourselves, um, that we're not good enough, that we don't measure up. Um, it might be a secret of something that's happened to us in the past that we don't want anyone to know about or we don't want to talk about or share. So secrets can be one thing that can stain us. Another thing that can stain us is trauma. Um, maybe you've been involved in um, some abuse, whether it be verbal, physical, sexual, um, in your lifetime or domestic. Um, maybe you've had a traumatic event, a house fire, a motor vehicle accident that's caused physical problems, um, or it could be health concerns as well. Some of us struggle with addictions. Um, addictions are not only things like drug or alcohol use. Maybe it's social media or your phones or you know, scrolling through things. Um, maybe it's pornography. Maybe it's something else that takes your time and pulls you away from other things. Um, maybe you have idols in your life. Um, whether it's financial, whether it's trying to strive to be like somebody else, you have something that prioritizes your time and pulls you away from other things. Maybe you've been neglected, whether it's in relationships um, or other areas of your life where you've found neglect. And all of us have sin that enters into our lives. So we're all broken, we're all stained, 
But the awesome part is that God can continue to use us and transform us. Um, this is a quote that I've held on to since I was in nursing school in the 1990s. And I think that there's a lot of truth to this statement that John Fisher made. It says, if we want people to see the power of God in our lives, we will have to be willing to let them touch the frustrations and the death that is there as well. Sometimes it's really hard to be vulnerable, to share. Um, we might feel that people might see us as weak or imperfect, or we're not measuring up to what their standards might be. But the reality is, is God can come in and transform any of us and work through us. And sometimes after we've worked on ourselves, we're able then to help and reach out to somebody else um, that might be struggling with something that we've struggled with. Um, so I want you all just to pause for a minute and think, what kind of friend am I? How do I serve my community? What happens? Um, again, this is a quote that I've written in my Bible that I think I picked up at camp when I worked at, up there one summer, um, where it says, a friend is someone with whom I can share my ideas and philosophies, someone with whom I can grow intellectually. My friend is one who hears my cries of pain who senses my struggle, who shares my lows as well as my highs. When I am troubled, my friend stands not only by my side, but stands apart, looking at me with some sense of objectivity. My friend does not always say that I am right, because sometimes I am not. So that leads us kind of into how can we take this information and take action on it? So if we look at 1 John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18, um, we're going to learn how we can do that. We know what real love is because Jesus gave his life for us. So we ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well, and sees a brother or sister in need, but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other, but let's show the truth by our actions. So how do we lay our life down for others, build in life, or in love, love for God and love for others? We have to look at the word love differently. When we look at the word love as a noun, it's something we talk about. How many of you sometimes talk about something but never do anything about it? Anyone like that? I know I am that way sometimes. Instead, if we look at love as a verb, it's something that we're going to put into action and something we're going to do. So if we're going to take action with love, we need to look at self-sacrificial love. So maybe in helping or reaching out to someone else, maybe you're sacrificing some of your time to talk with them. Um, 
Maybe you financially are helping someone and you're sacrificing um, in financially to help them. But we need to look at how can we self-sacrifice of ourselves to other people. Jesus has called us to a life where we love people. Um, Jesus loved us so much that he died on the cross and that he asked us to love others, to care for others, and to forgive others no matter what. Um, sometimes loving someone might be forgiving them for a wrong that they've done for us. So now we're going to read together um, John 13, verses 34 through 35, what God has given us as a new commandment. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you, and you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So as we're putting love into action, we're going to see transformation. So we're going to move into some practical aspects right now on how you can love others in your community, um, whether it's friends, family, or maybe someone you don't know well. The first thing you want to do when you're working with someone who might be struggling is to be honest. You need to acknowledge their pain. Um, sometimes it might be naming the problem, whether maybe they've lost a loved one, they've lost a job, they're struggling in a relationship, whatever that pain might be, acknowledging that for them is helpful um, and it allows that other person to feel safe, to open up, to talk with you, and to share what's going on. So being honest is a good thing. Um, the next thing is sometimes we need to be patient. Um, all of us strive to have a sense of peace, and when we feel that we're struggling, that peace is not always there. And sometimes in different situations, we might realize that that individual has valleys and highs that they go through with the situation or the scenario that they're in. So sometimes we might have to be patient um, with that person and try to figure out how can we help lighten their load. Um, so for example, with this one, um, I'm going to use, if you have a death of a spouse, a family member, or someone else, that first year after the death of a loved one can be a very hard year. Um, you may have anniversaries that come up that impact you and bring you back down to the valley where you're feeling down. You might then start to creep back up and start to feel good about things, and then you might go back down in the valley with something else. So sometimes we need to realize that we need to adjust and just be patient and be there for that person, knowing that it might be a longer period of time that that person is going to struggle. Um, the next thing we can do is to speak God's word. Um, God's word is not new. <laughs> it's been around. Um, 
there's lots of different stories in the Bible of different things and different ways that people have struggled. So we need to be able to speak God's word to them, give them the promises that God has given us. Um, One of my favorite things to remind people is if you have fear or anxiety, there are 365 verses in the Bible that speak specifically to fear and anxiety. That's one verse for every day of the year. (laughs) So God is not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. Um, We need to remember that Christ has come to help us with our brokenness and to bring restoration to us. Um, Other practical ways that we can walk alongside someone is to check in with them, see how they're doing, Um, whether it's calling someone or seeing how they're doing, texting, whatever. Um, I know I was talking with someone yesterday who actually said that they were kind of struggling with the loss of um, a friend, and they were trying to think of who they could call to talk about this with, And all of a sudden, their phone rang, and it was another mutual friend who was friend with the other person. And she said it was just a total answer to my prayer because here all of a sudden, God provided this person for me to talk with. So checking in with other people, if you have that nudge that you should go do something or talk to someone, that's usually God kind of tapping, getting your attention So reaching out and following up with that. Um, Sometimes asking people what might be the most helpful. Um, Can you bring a meal? Can you watch kids? Um, Do an errand, whatever that might be. Um, One of the key things that people ask me a lot is, how do you know what to say to people? Sometimes... It's not trying to fix someone's problem. It's just giving them the chance to listen and to express what's going on with them. Um, A good listener is someone who stops and is actually listening and hearing what someone else is saying versus thinking, what can I say to this person next? (laughs) Okay, so listening, um, knowing that it's not always yours to have to fix something, Um, but just listening, or if you do have words of wisdom to share with them, asking them if it's okay if you give them a few ideas, Um, praying with them and for them, Um, offering a safe place to belong, Um, some fellowship, a support group, um, a Bible study, offering to cook a meal, run an errand, or any other helpful task. Um, All of these things are going to show that you're accepting, you have compassion, and you have love towards that person. Um, So what we're going to do is I'm going to have the Montaigne's come up and to kind of practice what we're doing today instead of doing a closing song and the benediction, we're going to sing part of the song, The Blessing, that the Montaigne's are going to lead in us. But I want you, if you feel comfortable, 
with the people around you. I want you to reach out. You can grab their hands if you want, touch their shoulder. Um, if you're not wanting to do that, that's okay too. But I want you to sing this song like you're singing to everybody that's in here and you're praying for them and you're blessing them as they go out this week. And when we're done with the song, you are free to go. Yes, go ahead and stand, please. you 